You are listening to a FootyCast podcast. Make sure to follow us on Apple Music, Spotify and many other streaming applications. Follow us on TikTok, Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the second episode of the FootyCast podcast. How are you two doing? Yeah, good, good thanks. Thank you. you having a good day? Yes. Yeah, and you? Yes, I'm fine, thank you. Um, should we get straight into it? Yeah, I think we should. Why not? Um... Let's go into the first Premier League game of the weekend, which was Newcastle, Nottingham Forest. Obviously, Newcastle came out with a 2-1 win after um, some controversy with referees and uh, decisions made. Um, Give give me your opinions. Happy. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we're Newcastle fans, so I'm happy about the result. But when you look at it, I feel you actually look back at it and you... If we hadn't won that game, there would have been a lot of controversy, and um, and um, I think there's even controversy from Nottingham Forest. I think they were complaining about the the uh, the equalising goal from Newcastle, which personally I don't think it's a foul. I'm not being biased. I just don't think it's a foul. Um, and yeah, there's there's lots of controversies for both teams. I think the ref gave some fouls uh, that probably shouldn't have been. Mm. And yeah, both ways and, to be honest and it's quite unlucky for Anderson because he's playing beautifully when he came on he's just playing absolutely brilliantly and and I think he deserves a goal in that um, in the time he played but um, and he did get it it was unlucky he was playing it. really well out wide I think it was how they interchanged him and Willock I think Willock's naturally able to drift that wide and Anderson obviously he's been played in the middle before so he tended to drift in and Willock interchange well so I think that was one of the reasons uh, why it worked well another player that played absolutely brilliantly in that game Isaac who's played he scored three and two um, amazing from the Swede what do you think Isaac looks like a 60 million pound striker that Newcastle signed him for uh, obviously they've not seen much of him this season because he was injured for such a long time but having come back and what we're now seeing a fully fit or almost fully fit Alexander Isaac is looking like a player, looking like somebody who's slightly different to many strikers, um, forward players in the Premier League. Um, yeah, defences, be aware. Yeah, yeah a, I think that's one of the reasons why he's so good because he's so um, different versatile, and unique. Yeah. Yeah. And he's so versatile and he's such a modern striker. Like He's the exact replica of a modern striker. He can uh, he can yeah. finish. He can head balls in. He can yeah. play with his ball at his uh, the ball at his feet. He can, can he can put in delicate uh, crosses for assists, like the uh, Elliot Anderson goal that was disallowed. But yeah, he seems yeah, to have a little bit of everything or quite a lot of everything in his locker. Obviously, um, Nottingham Forest did go one nil up in that game after a beautiful goal. Wow, a beautiful finish. Oh, Not much of a beautiful goal, Botman, mm. who's. Been absolutely brilliant all season, but he has started to fall off. Um, a few own goals, which were quite dis- unlucky, yeah. and then a poor back pass. It's harsh, but when you're I mean, when you've been so good, it's disappointing to see him drop off a, a little bit. But I'm sure he can continue his form. Yeah, I think I think I mean the own goal uh, against Man United that. that not an goal really in the Carabao Cup final. He's he's done nothing wrong, and then and then against Man City, it was already going in, but I think the keeper had it covered. It's just a bit, it's just a bit unlucky. He ha- he's doing what he has to do, um, 
he's, and just, he's trying to make blocks and it's just unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then and then on the one way he tries to pass it back, it is poor. And he actually makes two mistakes, I think, because he passes it back, but then instead of instead of going for Dennis and trying to win the ball back, which I think he could have just knocked it out of his feet, he went round him and tried to block it. I think he maybe should have gone towards I don't know, I'm not a I've, defender, but I've watched that a few times and the slow mo looks like um it would be a lot easier for him to get round and, and block the player and do something. But when you watch it in real time, he hasn't got that amount of time to make that decision. Pope's coming out, he thinks Pope's coming straight to the ball. He has to he has to go and try and block the effort on goal. So I think he did the right thing. It just looks wrong in slow Yeah, and, and, and when he tries to pass <coughs> it, I think, I think it's just unlucky because, I mean, it's good from Dennis to get into that position. Mm. And and then if it's good from Dennis, then it's unlucky for Botman. Yeah, obviously, in the end, it didn't really matter because um, Isaac with the audacious finish before the um, half-time whistle was blown. Um, and he did say in a interview afterwards, he's speaking to Sky Sports, um, and the pundits questioned his um, goal and they said, was it a finish? And he was very, um, he, he seemed quite agitated that they asked that. Um, and he replied with it, it was definitely a finish. Yeah. Um, and it shows his variety of play. I think if you ask a striker, if the ball's gone in the net off of their body, how it matters how it went in. It's a bit like when Rooney scored that bicey against Man City and everyone said he'd come off his shin. I don't think he cares. Yeah. I mean, if you want it to look perfect, then make him look perfect. It doesn't matter. if When they go in, they go in, especially for a striker. Yeah, um, Analysing it like that. Make no bones about it. Newcastle deserved to win this game fully. They had the majority of the chances off the bar. Um, possession. Possession. Um, the referee was very lenient towards Forrest from the get-go. Should have been a, at least a yellow on... Um, Fabian Cher, a tackle from Ayu from behind, which is supposed to be outlawed yeah, and yeah. wasn't even met with a card, was very strange. The referee had a strange performance for both teams, uh, accumulating in this disastrous VAR decision. I don't want to dwell on it too long, but if I, as a neutral, when I'm watching football and the rules are there and they've been made and the referees know them, there's no yeah. excuse to get them wrong. Whether you agree with how the so offside poor. rule works or not, everybody now, even mere fans like us can look at it and understand it and how the officials, when they've got the time and all the uh, mm. technology to make a decision, the right one, then, I don't know, they, they, they need to be, not punished, but there needs to be some sort of retribution yeah. for those actions. I think, and also, John DeSelvey definitely should have got a yellow card in that game, like 100%. But there is one th- thing I want to say about the goal. Um, so... I think the reason why he's given it is because he thinks both of them are a deflection. So the first one, it's not a deflection. He has to No, it's it's kind of a deflection. He's he's cleared it though. But then the second one is definitely an attempt to clear. Yes, it. and, and when it's two hit the ball twice, I mean Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher looked at it afterwards and they looked at the official rules and um, some of the like aspects of um, was it deliberate or not? Did the player have time to readjust? He did. Um, did the player intentionally swing for the ball can, and get it out of the out of his way? He did. Can I just add quickly that no everybody I've heard talking about this, nobody's mentioned this. Normally, if the ball goes forward and a defender makes a play of whatever sort of a deflection, they're trying to work this out, and it goes to the player that was offside who scores, that's when it matters. It's 100% right? offside. Sean Longstaff didn't offside. touch the ball in this play until it was ricocheted off him from a 
pass from a defender to a defender. How on yeah, earth? Surely it, this yeah. is like phase two, three, four, or five of that play. Yeah. yeah and nobody's even mentioned it's, this. It's, Does, is, fa- is phase one and two still a thing? Or is it just we'll wait and see when he's when he gets involved as to when it's offside? It was an absolute calamity. And I think the VAR and the ref had no communication at all. Shocking, 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 shocking. Yeah, it was I think awful. we put that to bed. It was disgraceful. There's no more. There's no point discussing it anymore. Everybody knows it was wrong. FA, whoever, come out, Howard Webb, and say, yeah, they made an absolute think, howler. I'm pretty sure I'm they sorry. are yet to apologise. Just because the, we ended up winning the game, or any team that ends up winning that game from a calamity like it doesn't matter. It needs addressing and it needs sorting out. Indeed. Yeah. And can I dwell on John Shelby? He was watching that game. I did get quite frustrated at him. So many tackles from behind, so many late challenges on his former teammates as well. Ah, I think um, you're going to get I that. I think they're all on there's Bruno did, <coughs> there's, well, Right, there's, there's part of this, so look at it this way. If you've just signed for a new club and quite soon after that you're playing your old club and you don't put in a performance, yeah, you want to your fans and your teammates will, will, will have worked you out straight away. You, you have to put in that kind of yeah. performance. So I've got nothing against that for John Joe. And I think he was having a bit of a he was on a bit of a wind up to be honest. Yeah, um, he did uh, mention in an interview afterwards that some of the Newcastle players were uh, whinge bags. Um, obviously, in a jokey way. In the ninety third, in the last few minutes, um, penalty was given after a stupid handball, and Isaac put the ball away. Um, Forest, they need to use the quality they've got. I mean, obviously, Brennan Johnson was lucky to be playing; um, he was injured, um, and you know. Will they have to spend in the transfer window or should they keep who they have? It depends whether they stay up or not. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. I don't think we can... Um, can I just say one more thing about the penalty? When the Forest players, like many other players do now, try to wind up and slow down the take of the penalty and Kieran Tripp is stood there with the ball yeah, laughing so his head off at something. Um, clearly not going to take the penalty, but they don't know that. Even I Sky put up the was. stats for Kieran, uh, Kieran Trippier's penalty either misses or... or um, scores but the, there's another angle it's actually on NUFC TV so many of you won't have seen this but there's a point when the referee's booked the goalkeeper sent him back to the line he's still remonstrating with him he threatens to book him again by pointing at his pocket as he walks past Kieran Trippier to send the goalkeeper back to his line again um, well as that happens Kieran Trippier swaps the ball with uh, Alexander Izak and as the referee turns around and then looks away he does a double take and looks back again just to make sure he's seen <laughs> that the penalty taker has swapped. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was rather rather funny because it even confused the referee. Um, so on to the next game now. Um, Brentford, Leicester City. Um, this was a... It was a, it was an odd one, to be honest. I think Brentford, you would have been expecting them to win this. But with the quality with Leicester City, you'd want them to be challenging the likes of Brentford. Um, yeah, there was a red card late on in this. Harvey Barnes and Jensen with the goal. I don't think there's much to speak about this one, is there? Really? No, not even watched the whole game. Watched the highlights. I think, yeah, maybe a fair result. You know, yeah. both sides have got some quality yeah. players. Um, both sides can can beat each other on the day. I think really. Um, it yeah. was a, a probably possibly a fair result. I don't think there was any controversy. Um, Madison looks good again when he's fit. He's a player yeah. that if if he can if he can stay fit for a full season, I mean, he's some player. And he can influence any side in the in the Premier League playing for them. Yeah, uh, I I also want to say it was it it was a game that it kind of reminds me of the West Ham Newcastle game. I think Newcastle so Brentford kind of like took the lead and then and then like 
Leicester like f- frustrated them and then got the goal. I think that's is, it just reminded me a bit of that game. Mm. Um, talking about some uh, Brentford and Leicester players, um, obviously the England squad has been picked for the 2024 um, Euro uh, qualifications. Um, I just want to talk about a Brentford player, Ivan Tony, is in the squad. Now, does that mean that he's going to get away with these betting allegations or he's he innocent or because? The England national team is run by the FA, who are investigating his issues. So why would they put him in? Let Gareth Southgate put him in the squad if he was guilty of breaching laws more than a hundred times. I think, I think it's because we need a, a better striker. I think England need a better striker. I know Harry Kane is Harry Kane, but um, I feel like we need a m- more modern striker now. I think. And and we need a more of a substitute. We need a better substitute. I mean, Callum Wilson's there, but yeah, he's been on terrible. I wouldn't say, well, he's been on bad form recently. Uh, th- I think only one goal since Christmas. Um, and I think yeah, I think he just hasn't he hasn't been on form. So the, and then they've got Harry Kane. Who else? Who's yeah? To be fair, striker, so I tend to agree with Jacob. I think Wilson's form or dropping form is probably the main factor behind Tony and, and Tony's continued good form. Um, innocent till proven guilty. There's, there's a case yeah. for that. Southgate isn't usually one to take any prisoners. Mm-hmm. He won't um, He won't accept <laughs> any sort of bad behaviour. He expects England players to be role models for everybody in the game and everybody watching. I agree with that. But you can't ignore current form either, mm. else you you won't be well, taken seriously. Yeah. yeah, talking about the um, England coaching staff, um, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank is in talks for the role with the England squad um, to replace the departing Chris Powell. What do you think of that? It's an interesting little move happening. Mm, where's Chris Powell going? Um, I'm not too sure, to be honest. Um, he, I've not really heard of him too much, but he is um, leaving the coaching staff and Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank is in the mix um, that'd be cool yeah it is um, quite an odd move but it, I'd like to see it happen to be yeah, honest I to see what he's like nice that's mm. just a nice thing to happen I like Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank yeah, I think um, I don't know what he's like as a coach I know he's has he struggled as a manager he's managed some lower league sides um, I can't remember off the top of my head who but um, yeah, if he's got the coaching credentials and the right attitude and uh, approach to the England setup, he's lived in England a long time. Will have been in, in and around uh, coaching in in the England in in England and the uh, sort of English setup, if you like. So yeah, see how it goes. Um, moving on to the next game now, Southampton three, Spurs three. Wow, Thrilling. what a result from Southampton. Um, yeah, so um started off with a Pedro Paul goal. He got his first goal for uh, Spurs in the f- one minute of the added time um, before half-time. Um, he got his first goal. Brent, uh, Southampton sorry, managed to scrape a result. I'm not sure how. The late penalty from World Prowse, it was a bit chaotic this game. Yeah, I think I think the second half lit up the game I think so I mean from 45 from so from 45 minutes and onwards if you don't count extra time there are no goals it was nil nil and 
And then Southampton are like, okay, we can go into the break nil nil and probably force out a nil nil. But then uh, Pedro Porro comes out and upsets them. What a goal, by the way. Yeah, but beautifully, a minute after half time, uh, Shea Adams equalises mm. and actually uh, hits his knee on the post, which looked like a bit of a painful one. Um, but um, and they were very happy with that equaliser. But then they they ended up going three one down. Um, got one back, three two, and then they got the penalty. Um, and it it show, it just shows that um, Southampton do have quality. Mm. They just haven't. They've been getting results against big sides as well. They got a result against Chelsea um, and uh, Tottenham, but they just haven't got the results against mm. the people they need to get the results it, against the most. In this game, I think Tottenham might have been brought down to Southampton's level a bit, where, um, and it made it difficult for Tottenham. And I think, obviously, it was a great game, but because Tottenham were brought down to Southampton's level, it created a better game because of the um, similarity and quality due to the way Southampton played. It would have been interesting. I don't know if we'll get onto this, but obviously Conte's come out in uh, both the um, post-match interview and the post-match uh, press conference, press conference, and had some pretty strong words to say. But watching him, albeit on the match of the day highlights, he didn't seem too concerned when Spurs are winning three-one. He seemed quite calm. Maybe he wasn't. There's only a few clips of him. But Spurs seemed to just sit and be possibly complacent not have that killer winning winning sort of let's see a game out do we carry on attacking try and get a fourth goal put the game to bed and and Southampton just eased the way back into it yeah I just want to talk about will do you think Conte will sack will be sacked and do you think Tottenham will get into the top four by the end of the season because it's difficult to say with all this going around and I don't think Conte's attitude helps at all like it genuinely makes it everything worse and yeah and do you think they'll get top four and will Conte be sacked um it's a difficult one to predict I think I think um I think they're both quite well, hard to predict um, Conte is a serial winner so why not keep him oh I don't know I, I, I don't know what they're going to do so he's, he's came out and he's criticised not just the players for the performance <laughs> he's criticised Tottenham as a club. Mm. He's criticised yeah. the owner over the last 20 years of his maybe lack of direction, maybe investment. He seems to be coming out and criticising everybody other than himself. Mm. Um, is it deflection? It's not great. Is it a motivation tactic? Possibly. Only the players and probably Daniel Levy will know how to take this and what to do with it. Is Kante looking for the sack? Potentially, could it be seen as most gross misconduct? I don't know. It just seems a bit bizarre. He's obviously annoyed, which you would be. Um, the strange comments. Uh, there's time to sit on it, sleep on it, and come back from the international break. It'll be an interesting one. As well, we were talking about Kane earlier. Will he be moving to Manchester United is, is a big question. Do you think they'll sign him? I think... I think that's actually quite a good signing for both the players. Uh, I mean, the team and the players, because I think Man United definitely need a player like him. But Harry Kane, then he can win something. I think Man United just are a trophy-winning team. Um, 
always have been. But um, yeah, I think they both because uh, Man United want to win uh, trophies, and Harry Kane wants to win trophies. So I think that's really a really good signing for both teams. And I think Harry Kane, if he do, if if they go in for him, I think he's got to leave. Yeah, to be honest, I think it's a no-brainer for Kane to leave. Obviously, it was um, rumours with him to go into Man City, but this time, with the oppor- if the opportunity comes in to go to Man United, it, he has to take it, no matter what. If he wants to win trophies in his career, if he wants to do anything successful with his career and make himself the top scorer of the Premier League, he's got to do it at a better club, in my opinion. Yeah. Two words. Mm. Alan Shearer. <laughs> how much? How much of a Tottenham fan is Harry Kane? I well, think he, that's he was an Arsenal fan to. when he was younger, so well, possibly, possibly then. But how, I think that's how much. How much commitment does he have to Spurs in terms of um, his development there and all those kind of things? That I think, rather than just trophies, it will come down to that as well. Mm, yeah. Um, another game on the three o'clock kickoffs. Aston Villa, Bournemouth, 3-0 on the day. Um, Aston Villa, they haven't been performing too well. Obviously, Unai Emery's... I think Unai Emery's a slow builder, I think. With a project, he can make it go trundle along, I think. But he obviously didn't make a big impact as soon as he came in. But all two words I have to say for Aston Villa, mid-table mediocrity. Um... What do you think on their squad? They spent a lot of money, um, and well, they did in the past. Yeah. And not doing very well at the minute. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say they're not doing very well. I think they're just doing to standards. I think they're only like a couple. They're they're one point behind Chelsea. So just just being one point behind Chelsea is just amazing, anyway. But um, just because how big of a club but they are. That's why I feel like they're not doing that well. When there's teams like Chelsea down to your level, you have to be taking advantage of that sometimes. And especially yeah. it's similar with other teams like Brentford and Fulham. They have to take this opportunity to get into Europe, to get into these, secure your top 10. While Liverpool and Chelsea, maybe Liverpool obviously, um, aren't doing too well, you have yeah. to take this chance. And Aston Villa are one of those teams that could. But yeah, just aren't at the minute. It's quite similar to Newcastle as well. They they need to take the top four before Chelsea and Liverpool get back in up there. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of teams like that, and I think uh, Aston Villa have a big chance of going into tenth, and then maybe even higher than that. But I think they just have to take their chances. I think they did. Obviously, they won three nil. Um, uh, I think they they scored four, but one of them got disallowed. Um, so they'll they'll take that as a home win, and um, if they win the next one, then and then they're doing as much as they can. Yeah, um, talk about Bournemouth now. I think I think um, with the odds, they're the um, most likely team to go down, and I think obviously they are quite likely to go down, but they have resilience, and I think they could definitely be annoying for teams. And like and use their resilience to win games, and obviously they did that against Liverpool. Obviously they got quite lucky that Mo Salah um, missed. Um, but you'd think against Aston Villa they'd at least try and be in the game. I think not watching the whole game, but some of the goals 
the ball in the box just seemed dangerous every time. So until they can defend the, those kind of situations better, they, they're going to be vulnerable against any side, I think. Um, yeah. Back to Aston Villa, in terms of the money they spent, yeah, they've got some good players in that squad now. Uh, they would have just, I would have imagined their fans, even though the sort of amount of money they spent and the exciting sort of players that they've bought in, would prob- probably be expecting more in terms of league places. But just not being in a relegation battle is something to build on. You know, you've got to walk before you can run. They might be happy with that. I wouldn't be too unhappy if it had been Newcastle in the same situation. Wouldn't be too unhappy with the amount of money they've spent. Uh, you've got teams, Brighton are flying. You know, is it an honourable season? They've always been a well-set-up, well-run club. And know Potter and, and, and Co left to go to Chelsea. But you've got to think about all these things. The Premier League is so, so competitive now. Every team really has to spend a lot of money. Forest. Um, they spent a lot of money and they are struggling. It's a difficult one. Villa deserved to win that game. Mm. It's a bit of yo-yo to and froing in the middle of the table. Yeah, just to talk about Bournemouth, I think their problem is about uh, about you, what you said about the, the corners that they're, that they're, they're um, conceding. I, I, think they're, I think they've conceded the most in the Premier League um, so far and, and they just need to work on the defence. Yeah, as a team in a relegation scrap, they're the sort of goals that you don't want to concede. Yeah. And um, I saw Ben Foster talking about what it's like to be at a, a relegation, being a relegation scrap. And he was talking about, um, I just wanted to mention about the Liverpool-Bournemouth game. When you see that one of the other teams that are in the relegation scrap with you are playing a big team like Liverpool, you're like... Come on, Liverpool! Just do us a favour, give, uh, give us some points um, in hand, and get us above them in the table. And then they go and lose one nil. It's so frustrating, and I just can't. Just, I can just imagine how it feels to be in that situation. You'd be quite very annoyed, especially as a fan as well. Um, on to um, the next game: Wolves Leeds. Wow, what a game! What a game that was. What a game of football. Um, 4-2 to Leeds in a relegation scrap. Wolves are starting to get to starting to get pulled into it now. Um, obviously, two red cards for Wolves. One was after the game, which I, haven't seen it. I think... Was it after the game? I think it was during the game, wasn't it? No, no the first one... Uh, the was guy on the bench who got sent off. Oh, yeah, the guy on the bench got the sent the off, bench, yeah. yeah. I don't know what. I, I don't think you've you, got to see it on any highlights. On or the match like of the day, the referee shows him the red card, and you can quite clearly lip read him saying, "I didn't push him. I didn't push him." Now, who quite who he's supposed to have pushed? Whether it was Andrew Mariner, is it Andrew Mariner, the the fourth official, or or one of the other bench, one of the other members of the bench from the other side. I don't know, but he he clearly done something in the eyes of somebody and got a red card. Mm. Um, so it was quite chaotic and I think Leeds, this is a brilliant win for them and obviously awful for West Ham, Forest, all the other teams down there. Wolves, do you think they'll get dragged into it? Like, will they just... Potentially. I mean, they don't look like they're doing bad, but I think when you're just not winning and the other teams are, you slowly, and you're drawing and stuff like that, you slowly get dragged into it. 
not as violently as some other teams in the Scots where they'll go up and then they'll lose one and they'll drop down all the way to the bottom of the table. Yeah, I, It's I just, a bit more lenient. I, I think with Wolves, they're, they're going to be in a frustrated position for, for the, till the end of the season, I think. Um, they're just going to be dragged in and they're just going to keep getting a result then not result and then they're just going to... I think they'll stay up, uh, but um, it's going to be a bit scary after losing that game there, which they probably should have won if they look back at it. They need their goal scorers to start scoring. I think they felt they were hard done by. Um, I'm trying to remember the first decision where uh, the manager was kicking off. Um, but the the other one, so like the fourth goal, which they were 3-2 down at the time anyway, and it, I know it killed the game. They were already down to 10 men. Um, the... the the fact there was there was a bit of a non-foul. I mean, if you stop, you know you've got no case. You've got no case whatsoever. You've got to play to the whistle. There was a slight tug on the shirt as the guy fell over, but he's he's completely he's completely in control of the ball if he doesn't stop and start messing around. The whole team stops. There's nothing to complain about there. Um, I think they're just feeling it from a few bum decisions they've, they've had over the weeks. But other teams get bum decisions. You know, you've just got to get on, get your chin up, and get on with it. Leeds fully deserve to win that game. Yeah, completely agreed. Um, Moved to Stamford. Can I just say something about the, that game? Uh, what a goal from Johnny. What a oh, goal. Yeah. Mm, yeah, it was a brilliant goal. He had some First afternoon, didn't volley. he? Yeah, he did. And um, Great goal on the sending off. <laughs> yeah, that was that the challenge on Luke Ayling? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's... That yeah. was... It yeah. could have been bad. There's been a couple... There was another game... There's been some slips, some wet surfaces, and then some... Uh, badly timed, just slightly badly timed tackles. And when you're going sort of head on with another player, you know, unless you win that ball completely cleanly and don't follow through on the player, which is very difficult, um, there's going to be retribution and people are going to get sent off. Mm, yeah, so moving to Stamford Bridge, Chelsea agonising again not to win. Um, Everton, were they? Wow, that's the sort of Sean Dyche win that you love to see. Obviously, Sims, were they? Uh, Sean Dutch wins. Sean Dutch draw. Sorry, um, uh, Sims with the uh, goal in the 89th minute, and Chelsea dominated the whole game. And it was so unlucky that they didn't get the win. And just again, brilliance from Everton. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, you've got to you've got to play to the final whistle. Uh, Potter and Chelsea will be furious. I think with that. It looked like a good goal. It seemed so easy. He just took one or two touches, ran directly into the box where he wanted to run, basically unchallenged. And, you know, the keeper's got a lot to do then. You know, he could he hit the ball where he wanted to do it. Um, I would be very disappointed on both Chelsea goals if I was Potter and the Chelsea team, the way they defended it. He mentioned it afterwards. We've got to defend those better. They played all right, well enough to win the game. But if you're not switched on throughout, that can happen. Yeah, just on Everton, this game is the start of a really tough run for them. Um, I think they play Man City, play um, Man United, I believe, in that period. And it's going to be really tough for them. And if they can just get a result from any of those games, it'll be brilliant. And if they can start to get some points and stay up, it's going to be tough for Sean Dyche and his boys. But will they do it? It's so um, tough to predict. Will they stay up, Jacob? Uh, I like Sean Dice. I think he's a good uh, manager, and I think I think um, I want them to stay up. I think I just like Sean Dice, and I think I think um, just by winning that Arsenal game, I think, and they've been uh, beating high uh, teams that are high in the league, 
and drawing, obviously. Um, and I'd be really happy with that. Um, and I think they will um, stay up. I think Dice will keep Everton up. Yeah, I think I think you will, to be honest. And that's a good job. I mean, that's they were they were they were struggling. They were kind of all over the place. So yeah, he's doing a good job, and I kind of like it. Managers that you know well like that and that you like and kind of respect. I don't know why we'd respect them. We're just football fans, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah, Dice and Everton. Yeah. Um, well, that will obviously affect like teams like West Ham. They might go down. Um, so the final game of the uh, game week was Arsenal Crystal Palace. Arsenal four, Crystal Palace one. On fire, Arsenal. They just can't stop winning. I think it's harder for them to lose than it is for them to win. But they are out of Europe now after Sporting somehow managed to get a win. Um, just going to talk about the Crystal Palace Arsenal one first. Yeah, they um, they are. They're flying. They've only got the Premier League to concentrate on now, so they're, they're out of um, all other competitions. Yeah, that will help them go that to win. Will, that will help them if they can. St- if they can, st- it's, they've got a lot better chance of staying injury free, which is what they need to do because they haven't got the depth that Man City um, have and uh, Man United possibly. So they need to stay injury free to go on to win the ge- the league. They've got what eleven games left to play. Do we want Arsenal to win the league? Probably, but yeah, they probably. won it for a while. Man City, we don't really want them to win it. Well, I'm talking for myself. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I'll take it if we have to. I want it to be close, though. I want it to be quite um, close. We love them. Talking about the other team in this contest, I am flabbergasted about the sacking of Vieira. Just why? Well, I know he wasn't winning on a long period, but you can tell that he's a good manager, and they're not even doing that badly, you know, and especially. If I'm you the whole season all together, I think. Yeah, you should... Yeah. We, we've, when you're in that situation, you should definitely hold out until the end of the season. Let them rebuild. Let them refresh in the summer. Go again next season. They just sacked him out of nowhere. And after an unlucky Man City loss, I was so surprised. I think Steve Parrish, the owner, has done it because he wanted to do it before it was too late. So... Say they go on and lose the next three or four games and they're in the bottom three, um, find themselves in the bottom three. And then you change the manager and then everybody says it was too late and you think mm. it's too late. I think he played the safe option. I think he's, he's done it, he's, he's kind of reacted really, really early. You don't normally see that, I don't think. I think like you say, they're kind of hovering around mid-table. Yeah, they're not far off dropping points-wise into the relegation zone. Were they playing that badly? Don't think so. Uh, they weren't scoring. They hadn't won since middle of December. Uh, that's you know, it's one of those one of those things. I would I would have given him more time. Did mm. he have enough time? I don't know. Mm, Is it because we sure. like Patrick Vieira? Do we like? Do you like? Did you like Patrick Vieira? I I don't. Yeah. So yeah, I don't good. know. If all these things kind of play into it, and uh, I think you can only really ask Steve Parish and Palace fans who watch them week in week out. It would be interesting to know across the board what their thoughts on it are. Uh, was it right? Are they happy with Roy Hodgson? Roy Hodgson has now broken his own record for the third time of being the oldest manager in the Premier League. <laughs> that, it's so safe. And 
That's why I don't like it, but that's why I like it as well. Roy Hodgson, he's probably going to keep them up, but then he can't advance them forward, in my opinion. So it's like Steve Parrish is going, let's just stay where we are. I'm happy where we are. We're earning enough money. We're getting enough money to run the club. I'm getting profit out of it, so why not just stay where he is if he's happy with it? I think maybe he's going to keep him. Um, If he does progress, then he's going to keep him. But then, but eventually but then he will be sacked. I know, yeah. I don't think players like Saha, they're not going to be happy this like continuing swapping of managers. You want to be able to build up a rapport, play under them for a while and get be settled. All this chopping and changing. I think this is really going to affect Eze and Elise, who like they're going to affect yeah, a lot to it. Really Going to a bit more of a defensive style of football compared to Vieira's, it's going to be quite bad for them, in my opinion, because they're not going to be able to advance and develop their game as much as they would have done under Vieira. But I think now that might make them start getting frustrated and um, make them possibly leave the club. Do you think that... Yeah. You could, could you see that happening? Yeah, I could see Eze and Elise leaving the club. I think they're just like... When you look at them, I think they're, they're players that could go to top four clubs because they have a lot of potential and um, that might that might be what happens um, and then they might get more defensive wingers maybe ones that have got experience or getting older and that can help out defensively and we'll see we'll see what, what happens um champions league now um liverpool there was all the talk about the comeback they're gonna do the heroic champions league run and go on to win it and it was a nullified 1-0 win from Madrid. And that, Real Madrid, that is what they're all about, you know. Just getting the win and making it through. I think Real, Real yeah. Madrid looked good. I hadn't watched that much of them recently, but I thought that maybe they were on a bit of a downward spiral. But, yeah, Liverpool just didn't have enough on the day. There was no spark for them. Just to say, uh, you know you said um, we'll talk about the Arsenal a knockout for the Europa League you never did I think yeah I'm about to talk about it in a minute mate Um, talking about a team that um, could definitely go on to late stages in the Champions League Napoli 3 Frankfurt 0 I think was it 5-0 in the end on aggregate Napoli look absolutely amazing especially Victor Oshman who should have got a hat-trick but wasn't let the penalty, he wasn't yeah, allowed to take the penalty, which was a bit odd. Um, I think the way that they play is um, so brilliant, I think. It's a new style, it's authentic, it's, it's, it's very nice to watch. And I think the Frankfurt manager in an interview or press conference before the first leg was saying how Napoli are very anti-Italian, um, which was quite a... The Napoli manager was quite frustrated about that. Um, obviously, the Frankfurt manager referring to a defensive style, dirty style of football, and Napoli are the complete opposite of that. What do you think? Do you think they can go far? Uh, yeah, I think they're quite. Well, they're one of the favourites to even win it. Uh, obviously, there's other teams like um, Man City, who I know you'll talk about them in a bit, um, who won by massive margin. Who did Napoli draw? I've forgotten. Oh, who did they draw against? Mm. Um, Milan, is it? 
Is it? I believe. Okay. Um, but yeah, they could definitely go on to later stages. Yeah, yeah. I think obviously Real Madrid. Obviously, obviously Real Madrid are um, like they're just Real Madrid. They win it quite a lot. Man City, they've won by a hefty margin. Um, in their game, they look like they could go and win it. But we'll see. It's um, gonna be a good, it's gonna be exciting, and especially with the Man City Bayern Munich draw, that is gonna be a hell of one hell of a game. Um, that'll be very exciting to watch. Europa League now, Arsenal three, Sporting three, Sporting won on penalties. Oh, you just didn't see Arsenal going out there. You just didn't see it. Mm. Sporting played well. Penalties, it's a bit of a lottery. Mm. Yeah, obviously a brilliant goal from the halfway line from the um, sporting player. And there's been, it, quite, there's been quite a few halfway line goals recently. Yeah, it shows that sporting have the quality to go and beat teams like that. And Arsenal, I think they just felt a bit too comfortable and didn't do enough to win it. Maybe. I think they tried, they tried, they, they plucked away. It was one of those games, draw, probably a fair result over the two legs. And then, yeah, like you say, it becomes a lottery when it gets to penalties. And at some points in the game, it seemed like Arsenal were just, as soon as they got it, they were just trying to get it away. And it just kept going back to Sporting. It must have been quite frustrating as a Arsenal fan. Man United threw um, against Betis. Uh, simple. It should have been simple. It was simple in the end in the scoreline. It didn't look very simple in the game. It was quite end-to-end at times. But it it shouldn't have been from the Man United's perspective. They should have just done what Madrid did, did and went into the game and just gone for the simple draw or win. And in the end, they, they did win 1-0, but it didn't... 2-0, wasn't it? 2-0, was it? I'm not, I've forgotten. <laughs> I'm sorry. And... It was a bit more end-to-end than I thought it'd be. But what do you think? Will Man United go on to win the Europa League? Uh, ooh. They possibly, possibly. They, you know, they've got to, they've got to be concentrating on the league as well. They've got yeah. to be trying to cement fourth place. They're still, still in the FA Cup as well, which is a, another distraction. Uh, again, pick up a couple of injuries, bit of tiredness if they can't use the depth of the squad. Could be interesting for Manchester United. Mm. Um, I thought it was quite funny um, in the game. Rashford had a brilliant chance, which he should have scored, which he then proceeded to sky over the bar. And minutes later, he scored a goal from... Yeah, and it was a, a wonderful goal. And I just thought it was quite um, interesting and funny how that just... He did that and... Rashford's the sort of player you give him a chance and you expect him to score it. And I expected him to score that, but not the other one. So I thought that was quite yeah. odd and I thought I'd mention it. Um, now, so there's plans for the FIFA Club World Cup to expand. Before I um, talk about it more, is there anything you guys want to say before? Sorry, the Club World Cup. Club World Cup, yeah. yeah to expand. What? To expand. I thought it, it was the plans, or has it been? It's been announced. I'm it? pretty sure it's been announced. Yeah. Um, obviously, um, Infantino is that's how you pronounce it. I'm pretty yes. sure. In, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's that guy. yeah he's still in the FIFA job. 
Um, so the plans are to expand the Club World Cup starting in 2025 from seven teams currently. It would become 32 teams. That is a big expansion. Who? Um, it would be the four best um, clubs in ranking um, from the country, uh, from the um, area, so from the um, continent. So and the most recent winners, the four most recent winners of their um, continental okay, yeah. competition. So, so uh, the, the four last Champions already, League winners. The teams that are already in it, and then also the teams that are in. That are yeah, so I think in winners. Europe is four last Champions League winners and eight top eight ranked teams because there's a okay, bit more from yeah. Europe. And it varies across... Um, across... Um, all the yeah. continents. Yeah. I, I think there's some stipulations, isn't there, that you can't have more than a certain amount of clubs from one country because potentially you could be ranked. Potentially you could be ranked in the top four for that, for say for Europe, and they could all be ranked from England. Yeah. Potentially, that's, I think be. there's some. I think there's some. Um, there's something to stop that happening. Um, I don't know. It's a bit of a weird And one, it's, it? it's planned is, to be in the it, summer. Is, so. it not, is it not like the European Super League, but it's a World Cup version of it that FIFA... Pretty much. That FIFA have came up with. It's not, it's not, as, it's not as But bad. It was all, it's already... And it doesn't take away from the Premier League and stuff like that. It doesn't, which is fine. And it's fine if people... I mean, it might be okay. It's a bit... It's going to be like now the early group stages of the World Cup where you're like, well... You know, we know what that score's going to be. We know yeah. there's hardly any upsets. It'll probably be like that because there'll be some teams that aren't great in it. So there's just more of those games to whittle it down to what could be an exciting last 16. The yeah. 32, probably not necessary. Would I be into watching it from the 16 and it just being a 16 club format? Probably. Probably be better, for, in my opinion. But, you know, this is Infantino all over. Isn't the World Cup going from... 32 teams to 40? 100 million <laughs> zillion. I think there's some uh, there's a team from Mars that's playing in it next round. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. There's, there's also something that I want to say uh, uh, when you're talking about uh, actually no, I'll let you say something first. I uh, so I think one of the reasons why they want to do this is because the almost the attitude towards the Club World Cup and it's like the team from Europe always wins it and then or it's the team from South America which is quite an upset from that competition I think they just wanted to make clubs from Europe take it a bit more seriously a team from Europe will still win it yeah a team from Europe will still win it but so what's the point I think they want more people to watch it more from a global perspective fine I get it it'd be you know for South American club I mean they're mad 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 football you know keen on football so is it good yeah, it's good for them. It's I'm not dead against it. And it just seems a little bit. Teams bad. from Australia get to play teams, brilliant teams. And where is it held? Um, I mean, yeah. One, is it like a like yeah, a World in, Cup? yeah, in a, like a World Cup? Yeah. Where, do we know where that is? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I think I did read somewhere where it might be held, but um, I've forgotten. Yeah, the thing is, is it is brilliant for the smaller clubs that are coming into it. The teams in like Australia, as you were just saying, because then I think the big get, clubs they, still won't they care. They can play the big clubs and they, they get excited, even though they, they think they're going to lose. They get to play the big clubs that don't, it isn't a 
simple opportunity. They don't get to do that. So I think it's it, it, it's good in terms of that for them fans, but then for the Europe, European fans, um, it gets a bit boring. So it is quite a good idea, but maybe it's a bit too many teams. Um, so we're going to finish off the episode with a quiz. Jacob has prepared the quiz for us. There is one more thing I want to say, though. Because, uh, you know, we were talking about the um, U- European competitions like Champions League and Europa League. We just met, uh, left out the Conference League. That, that's the thing. We know. did, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think and Electra threw against Villarreal. Um, West Ham are through. Um, I think it gets interesting later on in the competition, yes, similar to what we're talking about the Club World Cup. Because yeah. that's quite important, because then you could go into get put into the Europa League. Yeah, it is quite a spot. And you could, like, uh, if you think about it, if West Ham get relegated, uh, they could 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 be in the Europa League and be... And then if they win the Europa League, then they could be in the Champions League. So they could be in the Champions League in the Championship. They could even be in League One. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So the quiz... Jacob, um, Jacob will be hosting and us two are um, against. So explain the format of the question before we do it because some are closest to the right answer, correct? Yeah. yeah. yeah so um, we get one guess on some of them and then some of them are quick fire, whoever gets them first. Yeah, okay, so. Okay. Um, what's, the so first, what, what's the format of the first question? So, so I just ask, ask you the question? Yeah. Okay. It whoever to get, whoever gets it first gets the mark. They kind of all like. Uh, well, this isn't the quickfire one. Okay. Yeah. So they all they they all kind of link. They weren't meant to, but okay. Um. When was the last time Napoli won the Serie A? Oh, so is it closest to the right? It's got to be close. It's clear. Right. So I feel like it's. I feel like it's correct. If it's wrong. In Maradona times. Your face there gives me a little Surely hint. it's got to be correct. What do you mean it might not be correct? Well, I didn't say it might not be correct. Oh, uh, okay. Um, who, do, you wanna, um, do you want me to guess first? Go on then, Dad. Um, yeah. I think you, you gave me a clue then. Oh, no, I didn't see that. Um, so I'm trying to think. Uh, 1988. Wait. I need to do my guess first. Um, I'm going to go, because I feel like it's a little bit earlier. Oh, no. I'm oh, I'm confused. I'm, I might. I'm going to go 1987. You know what? T- Toby, you win. Yes, come on. It was, it was 1986-87. Oh, so I, did, I got it right then. Just because you guessed first. I got it right. So, yeah, you, you got it. Okay, you yes. Out, that's, eight, that's unlucky. It could have gone 89, couldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I could have. Yeah, but that's I felt cool. like it was before then. So. Okay, next one. Um, so. Have you written the marks down? Yeah. Right, what was the format? What do you mean? Um, this is just a... Just let him ask the question. This is... So this is closest to. Oh, yeah. Sorry, this is closest to. So this is the closest. Okay, you want to ask the Um What date did Aguero score the famous title-winning goal? Oh. Oh, oh dear. What like? Do you want the year as well? Uh. Wait. Yes. Well, <laughs> I, 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 you know what the date, the year is, right? 
I'm trying to think. You go first. Okay. <laughs> I went first. So myself. I'm trying to think when when does the season end? June? June, July? I'm not, I'm is not it? telling you. When does the season end? You could work it out from now. Yeah. yeah. From now. What, what's the month? Wait, what even is left? the month now? What, about 10, 11? March. So yeah. 10, 11 weeks, that's like two months. So May? May, yeah. So I'm going to go May the 25th, 2012. Dad? I will go May the... S- 24th, 2012. Wait, so you went 24th? I went 21st. Dad, you went oh, he's the, oh, a taste of my own medicine it's there. The 13th of, of um, oh. 2012. You, you just went, oh. I wouldn't have got the year. Uh, I might have guessed that. I knew it was 2012 straight away, and I thought it'd be a bit later on than 13th. Obviously, okay, it was one a, all. Let's go. Come on, come on. Quick fire. Quick okay, okay. okay. Do we have to shout it out, do we? Okay. So this what one, this one links right up to the one I just did. Right up. Okay. What time of the game did Aguero score that last minute winning goal? Ninety third minute. Ninety six. No, oh he's got it right. Yeah, Dad. You got it, you got it. It's night yeah, it's ninety three minutes twenty seconds, so Oh oh it was written on their shirt as Local. well. Yeah. Is that the last question? Do I win? No, no, no. That that was the comeback. So here, Toby could level it or. How many, how many questions are there? Wait, no, actually. There's five. There's two, there's two more. Oh, okay, come on. So this is, this is really important. Okay. okay. No, I can't lose. This one's a weird one. This one's a weird one. It actually links up to Aguero. Oh. What was the score of the last two times Argentina and France played each other combined together? Oh. Oh, Wait, pe- oh. penalties don't count, right? Uh, no, penalties don't count. Um. Um. Seven five. That, yeah, that's your one guess. Um. Seven five. Dad. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm going to go. Five four. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's seven five. Who two? To oh no, I've got it wrong. Don't worry, come on. Seven six. <laughs> well, well, your, your, your first one. Seven six two. No, you've got to take seven five. It doesn't matter. Seven five to France. It doesn't matter who. Yeah, no, but if you said undoing, okay, go on. Who was who was right? Toby, you were right. It was seven. It was seven six. Yeah, I, yeah. I I thought so. Yeah, I I obviously thought straight away of the final. Three three, yeah. and then I went immediately to 2018 when it was four three to France, but I mistake, uh, mistook it for four two. So this is a decided question. I think I think this one's quite an easy one. I don't know. I I, I already knew this. I just searched it oh just no. to check. Oh but I don't know. If Wait. So is it is it quick fire or closest to? Uh, I'll go closest to. Okay. How many goals has Messi scored for Argentina? This is not easy. I feel like it's around a number. I have a I have a rough idea. Do I think we should do three, two, one, then we both see our answers. Okay, yeah. So we can't. Yeah, let me just yeah let's first. think about it first. Well, I, I feel like I saw a stat in the World Cup which showed shall, what it was. Shall I, shall I say how many caps he has? 
Yeah, please. Help. Yeah, yeah. one hundred twenty-seven cups. Okay, oh, so I think I think I think I'm right. Uh, Not exactly. I, think I know. Um, what are you gonna say? Okay. Okay. okay you ready? Okay. Yeah. Three, two, one. Sixty-five. 65. Oh. You said sixty-five. I said sixty-five. Oh, he's gonna win. He's gonna win. No, he's gonna win. Uh, drum roll, please. Oh. The answer was 98. No, <laughs> we were both files off. We were. Well played, well played. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that was good. That was good. I, I was confident it was 60. Major tournaments doesn't score a lot, but qualifiers. Yeah, qualifiers, yeah. The ones that we don't even notice. Yeah. Um, I think... I think um, Experience comes before. Thank you. What, what uh, do I win? I, I, you win. I was unlucky. A hug. <laughs> I, I was unlucky there. In my opinion, I was unlucky. Yeah. That. He used my own medicine against me. Um, <laughs> Twice. Well, no, the last one. Well, the last one, fair. but the the yeah. second one. Um, but yeah, well played. Well played. Well played. Um, I think we're going to end it there. Thank you very much to listening or watching the Footycast podcast. Um, yeah. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Check us out on Instagram and TikTok, and give us a YouTube as well. Five star review on Spotify and Apple Music, um, and we'll see you in the next one. Goodbye. Yeah, it really helps. Bye. 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 Bye.